after dinner, I decided to go out just to look at the spot again and breathe in the happiness I felt at finally having the bulbs planted. Wait, what happened? The three spots I planted were now just small holes with the dirt spread around. Where were the bulbs? Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about gardening. Now, even if you don't have a place to put a garden, keep listening. Even if you don't have any interest in working a garden, keep listening. Because I'm also going to be talking about going to see gardens and appreciating the beauty around us. So something for everyone. I guess I was attracted to plants and taking care of plants early on in my life. I'm not exactly sure why though. Maybe it was because when I was home, going out in the backyard was somewhere to go, somewhere to escape, somewhere to be alone and create my own enjoyment. My imagination. I didn't really draw or paint or do crafts by myself, so to speak. I took piano lessons but I was just learning how to play someone else's music the best I could. It's not really imagination. Okay, there was reading, but I guess the backyard became my oasis of sorts. When I was over at my grandparents' house with my mother to see her parents, I would try to escape into their backyard as well. I mean, let's face it, it was pretty boring inside the house. They had grass in their backyard. It was always like Christmas. Well, I mean, not Christmas, but you get the idea. Grass was great. Grass is great. And then it was a different yard to explore. What had changed since I had been there last? Both yards had several fruit trees. I loved to watch the flowers that turned into fruit. I was always looking for a special place which was more hidden, that could be like a secret hiding place, you know, like behind some bushes or something. Although neither garden had plants that healthy and overgrown. (laughs) At some point, I started to learn the botanical names of most of the plants that were in our garden at home. I found this interesting. (laughs) Okay, I was a quirky kid. I guess if anything, I got this love of gardening from my mom, who did most of the gardening when she was physically able to do it. We never talked about it. Maybe she thought of the garden as her own oasis too. She would have me help her to plant some of the petunias or the pansies in the front. So there was always some color. When I say she did most of the gardening at our house, I don't mean the big jobs. We didn't have a gardener at our house. The lawn out front would get mowed when my dad felt like it. 
which wasn't as often as it needed it. I get it. He was tired from his job. I remember mowing it myself a few times. I was a teenager, and we had a manual push mower. Maybe I wasn't allowed to use the power mower. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Using the manual push mower ended up to be a good physical workout. Who needs a gym? Pushing that thing was tough. My first apartment didn't have a balcony or any space outside. My next apartment had a balcony that was very wide. It had northern exposure and went the length of the living room and the bedroom, but it was only 26 inches wide. Not wide enough even for a chair, unless you turned it to the side. Even then, you couldn't walk around it. But I could put some hanging pots on the outside of the railing. This was perfect. I could maximize the space. Well, okay, maybe not perfect, but good enough. I had all sorts of plants hanging off the railing and then pots on the balcony itself. I could go out in the morning and water my garden and enjoy a bit of nature. That was until the manager at the time sent out a notice that there couldn't be anything hanging off the sides of the balconies. Even though my balcony was over other plants and not a walkway, they said the insurance liability of something falling off the balconies onto someone's head was such that nothing could hang over. That didn't turn out to be the worst of my problems, for shortly after I moved the pots and their hangers inward, the squirrels finally found me and all my plants. Squirrels are cute and fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I love squirrels, but gosh, do they play havoc with your garden. I would go to the nursery and buy a really great plant and some potting soil and plant it out on the balcony. And the next day it would be dug up by the squirrels, dirt all over the balcony and not in the pot. When we moved back into my childhood home, I finally had my own garden again. (laughs) Well, be careful what you wish for. My parents had a gardener that we still use, and he does a great job with the lawn, hedge, and cleaning up, but that leaves a lot to be desired. And then there was the backyard. It was obvious that my parents hadn't kept up with gardening or even watering, really, for years. Many of the trees and mature shrubs even that I remembered were gone with nothing in their place. I'm sure it wasn't easy to water everything. And since I'd been home, the big walnut tree we had had apparently died. And in its place, the neighbor behind us had two huge oak trees that overshadow our property. The thing about oak trees I've learned is that they produce a lot of little tiny spiky leaves and acorns, and sometimes sticky sap. They're protected trees, meaning they can't even be trimmed without a permit, but are somewhat bad neighbors, especially when you get the sap on your things, patio furniture, driveway, and I wouldn't even make the mistake of parking a car under them. I had the gardener come one Saturday to help me clean up the backyard, and under a big pile of oak leaves in the corner 
we found probably close to a hundred plastic pots that had somehow been collected there. I wondered what my parents were thinking keeping that many pots. Some of them were just disintegrating. They were that old. Well, when we were first here, Bill was having some health issues and I was spending my time focused on him. When he started to feel better, I had a bit of time to start working on my garden, but I focused on the front yard since people could see that. There are basically two flower beds. One has some established azaleas in it, so I don't have to worry too much about that side. In the other one, I planted a variety of flowering plants to beef up what was there, the shrubs and such. Planting wasn't always as easy as I suspected. Because of the years of not being worked, there were established roots in the soil that made digging a hole difficult, to say the least. Like I was trying to break into concrete. And then I just kept watering. Watering solves a lot of problems in terms of gardening and makes it look like you have a green thumb. Oh, but there's a drought. So that gets tricky. I save water from the kitchen or the shower. I did what I had to do to get as much moisture to these plants. I tried several plants that I liked at the nursery that didn't survive the garden. Maybe not enough light or too much or too much water or not enough. It's frustrating to say the least. I also went to a local nursery that focuses on native plants. These native plants require a lot less water, but I have to say that sometimes an area filled with them looks like some really nice weeds gone wild. I have integrated some of them though into the yard and they work out pretty well. Then I started to have more and more knee pain and knew I was headed towards surgery. I was trying acupuncture first before I gave into that. Still, I tried to do what I could, even though I was in a lot of discomfort sometimes. I really like gardening. (laughs) And then last year, my friend Dolly, who was living around the corner, and her husband John were moving. It made me sad to lose her being so close to me. Gosh, I've known Dolly since the second grade. But I was happy she and John were off on a new adventure. Her mom had died about six months prior, and both her parents had been avid gardeners. She started off by asking me if I wanted some plants, and I thought, well, I should take a look. Now, moving is a thankless task, as we all know. You have stuff. And when it comes time to move it, you realize you have too much stuff. (laughs) So at first, I took a few plants, but then I went back and took a few more. And then there were some pots. Then there were more plants. Then there were rocks and stepping stones and other decorations. It was July, then it was August, and it was getting hot. Wait, it was hot! So in addition to my knees yelling at me, now my back was screaming in pain and I would often feel like I was going to pass out from the heat. As it got closer and closer to their actual move out day, there got to be more and more work getting things in my car. In one last push, 
John loaded up the big potted plants, and I mean big, and brought them over in his car and unloaded them in our front yard. Now, since Dolly's mom had passed away, many of them had suffered neglect. Dolly had a lot going on. But she told me that her mom often said, if there's at least a little green, it'll come back if you water it. So I watered the potted sticks consistently, and yes, they all came back. She also told me something that I was touched by, that her mom would be glad I ended up with so many of her plants. Growing up, I had spent many days over at their house and knew her parents well. The month after they moved, the city informed us that they had to repair a pipeline and sent out a mandate no outdoor watering for 15 days. <laughs> Yikes. Well, we lived through that, I'm happy to say, although it got kind of dicey there. And during the coming months, we would have some of the wettest weather in recent years. This helped everything in the garden a lot. And Dolly's mom's plants really perked up a lot. They're looking great now. Of course, the whole yard has a lot of healthy weeds now too. I find a lot of peace and, well, joy in my garden. There's something very healing about getting your hands in the dirt, working with the soil, and helping keep plants healthy and creating beauty in your environment. I'm also helping to sustain the bees, the birds, and, well, yes, the squirrels. We also have hummingbird feeders, which are so much fun. I purchased some bulbs recently from a catalog. These bulbs produce flowers that I rarely see anywhere. So I got excited that maybe I could actually grow these flowers and have them in my yard and my house. I waited patiently after I ordered as the bulbs then come from Holland. They finally arrived. I waited and then the day came. I knew exactly the spot I would put them. I diligently dug and put the special bulb planting mix in the hole. Three special bulbs, three coveted bulbs. I gently watered them as directed. <laughs> I sighed with contentment when I was done and I visualized them growing and blooming. I went inside to get dinner served. After dinner, I decided to go out just to look at the spot again and breathe in the happiness I felt at finally having the bulbs planted. Wait, what happened? The three spots I planted were now just small holes with the dirt spread around. Where were the bulbs? I found my blood starting to boil. They weren't even planted two hours the squirrels, those little bastards, those little cute furry creatures with the swishy tails had now devoured a $12 meal of three bulbs. Oh, I hope they enjoyed them. No, wait, I hope they got a stomach ache. When I told my husband, he said, just order more. Well, except they were out of stock and I would have to wait. In the meantime, I've plotted and researched ways to deter my little friends from eating the second batch. Naturally, of course, I don't use pesticides. I looked it up and apparently bulbs are quite the delicacy for squirrels. Uh, live and learn. From my garden, I've learned 
humility, among other things. And that's a big lesson. I would think this plant is going to do great here. And then it would get sick and die. I try to nurse it back to health. It would just die. So disappointing. What's really disappointing is getting all these fun gardening catalogs, and most of the things won't even do well in your zone. Sometimes, is this weird? I think of new plants as my children. I finally bought a Japanese maple tree. I've wanted one for a long time. My friend Gina had one, or or maybe two, in her garden. And I've seen them at the nursery every time I've gone, and there's something about them that is so calming. They're so delicate and just beautiful, but they're expensive. Well, the local nursery just had a big sale this weekend and all the Japanese maples were 30% off. Still, I thought it was too indulgent. But then I was telling Bill about it and he said to just go buy one. I was worried, what, what if I killed this too? But I realized the nursery has a lifelong guarantee on trees. So, If I do kill it, I'm covered. I'm looking at it right now and I'm so happy. I feel like I adopted it. And now that my knees are fixed and that part of me is feeling better, I started planting some vegetables. If you have the space, why not use it for something sustainable? I had forgotten how fun it is to watch a bell pepper grow or a strawberry or to see seeds sprout and grow up to bear green beans. And everything tastes so much better. Last year, I planted an apricot tree, and I'm proud to say we have two apricots on it. I hope the squirrels haven't seen them. If you don't have a garden space, or don't like to garden yourself, you can always visit local gardens. Botanical garden spaces are in almost every major city, and they offer not only beauty and a peaceful place to visit, but also often a fun place to meet friends, have a snack or a meal, learn something new about nature or art, and pick up a gift or two. Here in the Los Angeles area, there are several botanical gardens to visit, and while sometimes it's a case of compare and spare, I'm further motivated to keep at it. If you don't have a botanical garden nearby, how about a city park? Those are at least green spaces that you can enjoy. Nature can be so healing and is so good for your soul. Now, it's time for me to go and water something. That's all I've got for today. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are The Only Child Diaries.